You have to feel this is their year. They must be playing defensive. Schmeichel's not coming up for this one. Thinks he's done enough. Hello and welcome to the United Community Podcast. This is the first podcast of the United Community Podcast where we are going to discuss everything Manchester United. It's an interactive fan podcast. And of course, Manchester United are absolute pants. Terrible performance this week. So we're going to talk about Manchester United. We're going to talk as well generally about the weekend's fixtures in terms of week one of the Premier League, the 2022-2023 season is after bursting into life. Uh, and we're also going to talk as well about maybe some fantasy Premier League stuff come the end of the show. But anybody who's listening already, you're more than welcome. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your names in the chat. Get your comments in. Uh, and we're going to dive right into it, I suppose. But before we do that, I'm going to introduce you to my uh, co-host today, uh, a good friend of mine, David Rice. He's in to talk about football with us. We do it every weekend in the pub anyway, so we said we might as well do it here on the United Community Podcast. How are you, Ricey? Fucking yes, guys. Well, Jack. What's happening? All good? All good, all good. You? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Um, looking forward to getting into it, I suppose. Let's... I suppose let's start straight away with the one and only Manchester United and how bad they were during, you know, their, their opening game against Brighton. Yeah, I have to say first and foremost that I think I, you know, as as bad as Manchester United were, you would have to hand it to to Brighton. You know, I thought they were well organised, have a great manager, but United were so bad. Yeah, I thought they looked a lot better than they were last season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like. Look, obviously the four 0 defeat at the end of last season. You know, this year it is only two 0 so you're not going to say, you know, it's an improvement because it's still a defeat. But you know, obviously with you know leading into the game, there wasn't. Look, I don't think there was an awful lot of positives going into the game. Obviously, with you know the main thing with Manchester United at the moment is the transfer window and the lack of activity in it. And you know, a week leading up to the. First game of the season, you have all of this talk about Ronaldo and, you know, the fact that he wants to leave and the fact that he left at half time. You know, what's your opinion on him? Would you would you keep Ronaldo? Would you let him go? What do you think? I don't know. Like the thing about Ronaldo is like he's one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest people will obviously have their arguments between him and Messi. Very hard to let him go, but like he's a club legend, but seems like he has no problem really disrespecting the club. And kind of yeah. I was only talking to one of the lads, one of my mates, on a golf course the other day, and he was saying like it shows really how obsessed Ronaldo is with these records that like he was willing to be linked to it going back to like a return to sport in Lisbon because they're in the Champions League to perhaps like bang in a pen or two or a couple of group stage goals, you know, just to up that. I think he's fourteen or fifteen goals ahead of Messi. So yeah. he just really wants to like really lay down a marker on all these records, you know. Yeah, because it has to be that way. Because, like, what I was talking about in one of the videos last week was like, you know, the links of him with even with the likes of Atletico Madrid, like, he was willing to tarnish his whole reputation with Real for the sake of a few. Like, he's not going to win the league with 
Atletico and he's not going to win the Champions League. So he's basically looking to get his his stats. I, I think he's I think he's I think he's worried about Messi coming up behind him. Because what's Messi? He's three years younger than him. So he's going to get more chances and there's not an awful lot in the difference like. Oh, Ronaldo has Messi on the brain. I tell you, a day doesn't go by when Ronaldo doesn't think of Messi. You know, he's like, he's absolutely, I say he, he hates the cunt. Yeah. Well, like, the one thing I would say about Ronaldo is, you know, like, okay, he is single-minded and he is, you know, driven to for, for individual awards and stuff like that. But if he is to leave Manchester United, where are we going to get 24 goals that we didn't have last year? I know, yeah. You know? Even, like, it kind of showed it. Like I was just thinking earlier on, like realistically, for then for Ten Hag coming in, I know Brighton are a good team. They've kind of established themselves in the Premier League now. Like their main aim every year is to stay up. They obviously want to try and push on a bit. But like it's an absolute dream fixture to come into for your debut. You're coming out to a packed Old Trafford. You know, like I know you lose there, Martial, a few days before, then more than lately he probably would have started the game. But um. Like you're coming out against Brighton, a pure mid-table team. Like you'd yeah. be hoping to win that game two, three nil. It's not even a way. You know, you're after avoiding in your first fixture. You're after avoiding the likes of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, City. You know, even the likes of Leicester away and these kind of tricky ones. You have Brighton at home and you go out and lose two one and could have lost more. Like we'll get into yes. the game in a minute. There's been incidents there. Like you know, like that was penalty which Jermaine Martinez stonewall penalty yeah absolutely and I thought I thought uh, McTominay as shite as he was he was lucky to stay on the field Max Sauce Max Sauce definitely should have seen red that was yeah look he's out of, I don't he, he's not he didn't look sharp he didn't really look he looks very leggy no, he, he looked, he, he looked his usual self Ricey he looked his usual self. You know, I think he's absolute muck. Like, he's so slow on the turn. His first touch is terrible, which led to him nearly getting sent off because it was so bad. I was counting it. I went back and looked at the at the game in the first half. He gave the way the ball nine times in the first half and one of them led to a direct goal. Yeah, and if you, like, you look at that Brighton side again. Very good. They have Danny Welbeck cast off from United. He's gone from United, what, six, seven years, probably more. I don't follow United, you do. You could yes. tell me that. But yeah, you, he's gone since I Van Gaal got rid of him, so that would have been that would have been twenty fourteen, maybe twenty fifteen, Max. If you look at Brighton, have lost arguably their two best players this summer, in that Basuma and what? How do you say Kurkarella? Is it? And they only yeah, lost Kukurella. They only lost him the other day, so they lost arguably their two best players. Came to Old Trafford and bet Manchester United for the first time in their history. Yeah. Like things at United are only going to get worse. Then you're coming out today, getting absolute rubbish signings. Like that lad Rabio, he was a cast off uh, Juventus signing. One of them kind of things that they they kind of generally sign to sign lads on free transfers every season. Signed them two, three seasons ago from PSG. Yeah, like, and now you're after. I don't even know what you're after paying from. Like, yeah. Like I think because he's, he's a professional, but like I don't know what kind of level. Like even being linked to Arnautovich, one thing being linked to him, but actually putting in a bid, like I know, and getting and getting the bid rejected. Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Now, look, the one thing I would say about Rabiot, right? Okay, he he hasn't got the best record in terms of you know his mentality, and you know he kind of throw, he, he's been known to throw the ties out of Pram an awful lot, but surely he's better than McTominay and Fred. Surely, you know. That's that's the one silver lining I would have there. 
I know, but it's terrible when that's the stage Manchester United have actually got to where they're like, ah, look, we're signing a player, at least he'll be better than the other two. Do you know, yeah. like, they're one of the biggest clubs in the world, still are, you know, but like, you can see as like, you look at Liverpool, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and they went 30 years without Premier League, United could be facing into that, because I can't see that changing anytime soon from, you look at the top two teams in the Premier League last year, were Man City and Liverpool by a country mile. Man City went out and got Erling Haaland, yeah, maybe for 60-odd million, but probably could have 10, 20 million sign-on fee. Like, that's a big package, whatever way it's coming. Yeah. You know? They're not. They're getting a bargain in a deadly player, but it's not like they're not getting them for peanuts. And then Liverpool went out and signed Darwin Nunes, who Manchester United fans sneered and all at the start, but he's after coming out goal. Did he have an assist in the Carling Cup final as, or in the Community Shield final as well? And a goal and assist in the last yes. match. And this lad looks a player. He looks slightly awkward, but he looks big, strong. He's six foot one or something like he. He looks like a but unit. He, there. And yeah, these and top seems... two teams, sorry, who were so far ahead of everybody else, have just signed two unbelievable strikers to maybe yeah. pull themselves even that bit further ahead. Yeah, and but it seems to be a kind of a trend now that's going on with these big, tall, six foot plus strikers. You know, the likes of Haaland, the likes of Nunez. Ten Hag seems to be very interested in him, and I think that would be maybe one of the reasons why he's looking at Arnautovic. You know, as one of these big target men. But like, and you you hit the nail on the head there, really. Like, like when when you have Liverpool and Man City so far ahead, and they go out and improve their squads dramatically, you know. You know, dramatically dramatically was a terrible terrible statement by me there <laughs> drastically uh, over the summer <laughs> and uh, so yeah so they massively improve over the summer and we sign a 15 million uh, when I say we I mean Manchester United because obviously you're not a United fan but we signed a 15 million left back who's basically a player for the future now I think that future could be within the next 6 or 12 months easily we signed uh, a centre back that's 5 foot 9 Albeit he's, I think he's going to be a good centre back, and we signed a free transfer with a pacemaker. You know, like that's not going to close the gap. And like I, I was watching, I was watching Super Sunday yesterday, and Gary Neville and, and Roy Keane basically hit the nail on the head. And it was Gary Neville more than anyone, and they said for Ten Hag to be handed that squad going into the start of a Premier League season is just disgraceful. He said, if you look at all the other teams around us, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. Spurs and Arsenal, they're all ready. They're all ready to start the Premier League season this weekend, and we're not, but Man United are not. You know, and that's the difference there. I would have loved one of them prime video things to be behind the scenes at Manchester United. I'm, I'm praying that's... I don't hear an announcement that United are next on it or anything like that because it would literally just be Box the office. end of us. <laughs> but no, look, say, going on, get on to the United match there then, the match that will start off at that game. What, um, yeah, I mean, you feel went wrong. Well, I mean, like, I thought we started quite well. First five, ten minutes, I thought we were well on top. And I thought that was always going to happen, given the fact that it's the first game of the season. It's a packed Old Trafford. New manager, new sign. Two of the new signings were starting. I think I was thinking, right, I was expecting this to start well. And when, you know, regardless of what team you're playing against, you'll always have a dip or and not necessarily a dip but you know if you start high all the other team basically has to do and you know like you know we've played soccer together as well obviously at, at nowhere near a high level but you kind of you, you try and kill the the storm at the start settle into the game get your shape and that's what brighton done and once they've done that manchester united again that kind of the tempo was gone out of the game and 
they just kind of they reverted back to their usual selves you know we, you know we we'll get we'll get into the brighton's final third we'll slow down and then we'll run out of ideas and not be able to get through them and it was just so obvious to see straight away that united ran out of ideas very quickly and Brighton just settled into the game, and slowly but surely they they got on top. They got on top. They got Brighton, a goal. Brighton had a Brighton had a shot. Brighton had a half chance there. Was that for about 12, 15 seconds? Eleven seconds, yeah, eleven seconds. And that you know, the ball passed out to the low. Poor first touch, opened his body too much, and and let you know let um was a trossard in, and like, but the goals. I mean, the goals were so criminal. They were so criminal. I mean, the first one was McTominay. It, it all stemmed from McTominay losing the ball in the middle of the park. And like I said, he lost it, I think, eight eight or nine times in the first half. And Manchester United, again, slow to react. But, like, you know, a lot of people were a lot of people were um, were blaming Harry Maguire for the first goal because Welbeck ran, ran the channel right behind Maguire. But I would actually blame Martinez more so because he was the one that, was, that could see Welbeck making the run and should have really tracked him but didn't. And by the time he got to him, it was too late. It was just a square ball. Luke Shaw got got sucked in to mark the man, basically at the back post, and Rashford wasn't tracking back on the far side, and he just had a clear tap in. Which you know goal was that? That was the back. one that came across the face of the goal. Yeah, the first goal. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I don't know. And... I didn't really. I didn't watch much of it again. But like to me, I, like the guy kind of half came, slid out on his knee, and then kind of stopped. I don't know. Maybe he yeah. Well. What what I got from him is he's basically covering his near post, you know, expecting his defenders to be covering the back if the ball was to be squared, you know. But again, like, now I'm not a big fan of Luke Shaw, but he was marking the man he was supposed to. And he just had no support from Rashford basically all game, you know. And the second goal, I mean, the second goal, Brighton, we had Brighton pinned in their corner and they got out of it with a back heel and broke all the way up along, say, their left-hand side, switched the ball over. Luke Shaw was stood up one-on-one. And again, Luke Shaw, like, square on all the time. He does it so often. He squares himself rather than side on. And the the Brighton player turned in on his left foot. Luke Shaw, as he always is, is so slow to, to turn and move. They got shot away, and again, no one tracking in on the back post, and just a second happen, you know. But it's it's just it's the old Manchester United ways, you know. When we run out of ideas, and you know the pressure comes on us, we'll just hit the default button and revert back to what we've been doing the last few years. Yeah, United missed a few chances too. Bruno had one earlier on, smashed early on, smashed it over the bar. Um, yeah, half chance. Then you have half Rashford yeah. missed. Rashford should focus on feeding the kids. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, like and kids are and, and, exactly. But I was all for rash for getting another chance, you know. And look, I know it's only one game in, and we're not going to lose a run of ourselves or anything. But he needs to pick up his pants big time because he's going to he's going to be left with him around his ankles, and he'll be out of that club next year. Ten Hag won't keep him if he has a season this year like he done last year. You know, the fans will be calling for him to go. But he just looks like he's going around with no confidence and he looks like his head is down. He's not enjoying himself. So, you know, and, and I was shouting for it. I was saying, get Garnacho on. The young lad is mad hungry. You know, he's bagged, bagged loads of talent. And all right, he mightn't have the end product, but, you know, he's going to have to be played eventually. So I'd go, I'd go all out for him, you know, or put him yeah, in the team. Yeah it's, yeah, it's early days to jump to massive things, you know. You want him, like, I, there was kind of, Sancho showed minutes of doing well. Yeah. Ericsson, 
he I thought Ericsson was our best player. Yeah, he was. But look, like, the fans are always going to say the likes of him and Martinez were the best players because like, they're like, we can't turn on them already. We've turned on everyone else, you know? Yeah. Well, well, I have was to... good. But again, just going back to that penalty, absolute mm. stonewall penalty and absolutely no need for it. Rashford, or not Rashford, Welbeck, like kind of like just covering the ball, going out towards the end line. And yeah, just being smart it. and leaning into it. I don't know how, but your man actually gave him a good shove. I don't know how it was in the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, <clears throat> I don't know what way they're, they're working VR because there was a lot of issues, say, throughout the whole weekend in relation to it. But even when United scored their goal with the low, I was certain it was going to be chalked off for a handball because the, the ball basically came down, hit his elbow, and that's what that's what put the ball into the goal. Now, I know last year the rules were if there was a goal if there was a handball directly leading to a goal, it was automatically ruled out. Ruled out. Now I know that is changing this year. To what extent, I don't know. But oh, yeah, I, I think, no, I, think I think that, I think that was changed last year, wasn't it? Because was last it? season that changed. Um, yeah, due to just because the year before the rule was something along the lines of even if it didn't interfere with the flight of the ball, once the ball touched a player's hand leading up to the goal, the goal was chalked off, and there was a lot yeah. of like kind of you know like very good goals or like go- goals that legitimate goals that were ruled out yeah. for the stupid reasoning you know yeah Which a couple of comments uh, coming in here as well uh first few games are trials for those players um ericsson was excellent united denied a penalty also for handball i think that would have been very harsh that was i think that was the block by dunk i think it was a it was a brilliant block obviously it hit his hand on the way down but um and brighton should have had a clear pen out with martinez foul as well so there's people in the chat agreeing with you as well well what would you do i mean like like manchester united obviously need to improve like you know, and obviously the talker is is all around De Jong at the moment, and whether United will get him still. And but I think we need an awful lot more than De Jong. You know, I think we're we're very weak at full back. We're very weak in centre midfield. I I I would nearly be saying we need another centre half because Varane just can't stay fit, and we probably need two Harry more. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire. Now, look, I, I was saying yesterday during the watch-along, during the first half, I thought he was actually defending quite well. You know what I mean? Now, we gave the ball away a couple of times coming out, but he he just doesn't he, he doesn't read the game very well and he he doesn't organise an awful lot. You know what I mean? Which, my which op- I think my is op- vital. My opinion, my opinion on him would be, like, look, if he had someone... He could be a very, very defend a good defender. I'd almost come to say like a world class defender if he had a Van Dyke figure type figure beside him, someone that will command everything. Tell him to where to go, kind of what to do. He'll win his headers, he'll win his tackles, but he has so much responsibility on his shoulders now to command all that, and he just doesn't have the facilities for that. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know, and that's what we I'm were expecting when what you said. What you said over all the years, a butcher and a surgeon, and he's the butcher, not the surgeon. Yeah, I agree with you there. But then you have the likes of Varane beside him, and Varane is more of a surgeon as well than a butcher. You know, like, when Varane came in last year, we were thinking, right, this is it now. We have that kind of, we have that butcher-surgeon mentality between our two centre-backs, and it just didn't work. Now, obviously, Varane, you know, is riddled with injuries at the best of times, but we were expecting him to come in and say, all right, that's it. We're going to stop conceding goals now. 
but we yeah. conceded the most goals I think in Premier in any Premier League season we've ever had, you know. So I I don't know if there I don't know if if it's the organisation that comes out from the back, you know, if if it comes down to having proper leaders on the field, I don't think we have that, you know. And you look at say when Bruno Fernandez first came in and the numbers he put up in terms of assists and goals and stuff. I mean, he's such a petulant player at the moment, and and last season as well, throwing his hands up in the air, moaning, and he always has a, you know, a, a kind of a moan on his face. Now Ray Keane had a moan on his face an awful lot when he was playing as well, but he done it in a different way with a kind of a snarl. But you know, Bruno Fernandez just seems to be you know, throwing his hands and throwing his ties out of the pram an awful lot. So I yeah, think that's he, a, I think that's one of the massive issues with United. It's just there's no leaders in the team. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see where it comes from too because what was the old manager's name last year? Um Ranyak. Ranyak. And he said he needed ten players out and ten players in and then he got the bullet. I don't know if he got the bullet or just left, you know, but he probably thought that job was even too big for him. Like Oh I right see like people like us can probably don't even know 25% of what's going on behind the scenes, you know? Like, there's so much money and so much different things and all these. And even, like, if they were to ask the likes of Maguire, like, it's such a big thing. You're admitting defeat in it. Like, who he was bought as the world's most expensive defender and, like, you're really just giving in. One thing I do not think is, I think it would have been better for him and the club had the captaincy been taken off him because I think it would have taken a bit away off his shoulders. And I don't think he would have been, I don't mean too bothered by it, but I don't think that he would have really minded or kicked up a fuss if that had been taken off him. Yeah, I but think you're right there. I, I think there was going, there was always an element there of, you know, while he had it, he wanted to keep it. But if it was eventually taken off him, he would have been okay with it and just kicked on with his game and hopefully improved. You know, but again, it goes back to what we just said. Who do you give it to if you take it off him? You know, obviously, the main candidate you would look at is Ronaldo, but we're not looking at him long term. He's only, if he does stay this season, this is going to be his last season with us. Bruno Fernandez is too petulant. David De Gea is a goalkeeper. I'm never a fan I, of giving I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it to Gea. To like, no. De Gea was so loyal and stayed with the club so long and all, but his, de- his best years are definitely behind him. And as much as you might want to admit that, you like, ah, they are like, you know. Yeah. Well, look, I think it all comes down to the next three weeks now are absolutely vital. Less than three weeks in this transfer window. The, the, the board have to give Ten Hag what he wants, you know. Now, you know, we're, we've been linked, obviously, in the last 24 hours to Arnautovic and Rabio, you know. And on paper, I'm, I'm saying to myself, no, absolutely no way. But if it if it is the case that Ten Hag actually wants these players for a specific reason, then I'm all for it. You know, for anyone who's been watching any of the, the content that I put out, I'm saying I'm 100% behind the manager in everything he wants to do. I'm totally backing him. You know, he's been given a clean slate. He has the ability to potentially bring Manchester United back to where they need to be. He just has to be given the tools by the board to do it, you know. And yeah, it's such a short term. It's like you got a new manager now. Now is time to build for the future, and you're bringing in thirty three year old players that played for a year or two over in China, and now plays with who's he play for Belonga or someone? And yeah, Belonga, yeah. They're bringing in a lad who got barely any minutes for over the last two seasons for Juventus, that Rabio. And even when he was at PSG, he was barely getting minutes there. He wasn't even good on FIFA three years ago when I bought him. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you know he's not. Like, he's, yeah, I know what you mean. Watched. I know. What you mean. Like, but I think United fans realize that too. But the only thing is, like, you can't give out about everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to. Like, if the manager does bring him in, you have to support him, and you have to. Oh go yeah, off. it's just a well, killer scene. I think that's the one thing that United fans, you know, the, the gist that I get, obviously, from doing the, the United channel and stuff like that, is that the majority of fans will back any player that puts on the jersey. But where we're, where as a fan base, we're coming from is that why are we getting that player? We should be getting better players. Now, I, I know it's hard to get, you know, tier one players when you're not in the Champions League, for example, you know, and that kind of lure of Manchester United that we had all of them years ago is well and truly gone by now. But if we're looking at spending 14 weeks on trying to get Frankie De Jong over 17 million, I mean, 17 million when it comes to deferred wages for one player is a hell of a lot of money but when it comes to a transfer of a player of his quality it's not an awful lot just pay the fucking money and be done with it you know and get yeah. him in the door as quickly as you can be held hostage then by every club you know what i mean it's like a thing of principle too and like i know you have this thing saying oh would united still be going from if he really didn't want to go does he even really want to go to united i know united fans will say he does but like i don't know well look the way I put it, Ricey, was, is that, and I, I actually used the analogy in one of the lives that I've done. Ma, like, said, Manchester United, as as naive as they have been over the last maybe 10 years or so on certain transfers, I don't think they're stupid enough to still be going for De Jong if he didn't give any indication that he wanted to come to United. And I use the analogy, if you walked into a nightclub when you were 21 and the first one you saw, you, 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 know, you asked for a number and she said no, you'd move on. You know, you wouldn't be still there at five to two before the nightclub ends trying to get her number, regardless of how good looking she was. Well, I probably would have, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and so, and, and so would Woody. So would Woody. But, uh, but you know what I mean? I don't think United would still be in for uh, De Jong if he didn't give any indication that he wanted it, that he didn't want to come. I think Ten Hag has been on the phone to him, surely, and saying, look, you know, let's go. Let's, you know, I want to build my whole team around you. Yeah, but I don't know, like, reiterating that he's happy there. I know he wants his money and he wants to get all that sorted, but, like, surely if he did become available for, say, 60, 70 million and everything was sorted, there'd be other teams in from two. And then, like, I don't know, I just think you're throwing so many eggs into this basket. Now, if he did pull him off, it would be a great signing. But, again, you still need to sort out your Ronaldo situation and you need to sort out a striker big time. Yeah. I, well, don't, I, I, I don't really know what the story's left full. Just looking at that, the Lassia, or how do you say it? The Lassia, is it? Malasia. Or Malasia, sorry, sorry. Yeah. He looks fair raw, man. He looks. He do, he, he, yeah, oh. he does look. Now, I I was watching him in preseason. Now he does he does look like he has a lot of potential. I have to say, but he is very raw. He is, and and there's a lot of a lot of people talking the fact that he's heavily left footed, which I wouldn't be too overly concerned with. I think being overly one footed as a fullback is. I think he can get away with it as a fullback more than any other position on the pitch. Like you look at Patrice Evra, for example, he was heavily left footed as well, and it didn't really affect him that much, you know. Um, was... But I do think, I do think by the end of the season, he'll be our first choice left back. I think Ten Hag will trust him an awful lot, and if we're going on the back of performances that the likes of Luke Shaw put in, 
you know, on on Sunday, he's he'll be in quicker than anyone expected. You know, yeah, not um, necessarily a good thing, though. You know what I mean? But... No, it's not necessarily a, a good thing. Absolutely not. No, a couple of comments here as well. Right back and Deong uh, at a bare minimum. Someone is saying there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, right back, centre midfield. You know, and a couple of attacking options. I think is is the bare minimum. And someone says Malasia uh, got a nice assist uh, with his right foot in preseason. He assisted the assist on that one. Um, but yeah, let's move on from Manchester United because I'm sick of talking about them already. And it's only it's only um, we're only one week in. No, look, we'll move on. We'll do a quick recap of the games, and then we'll talk about a few topics that you brought up earlier on. Yeah, they yeah. go on to the next game. You will go Liverpool first. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched Liverpool. I, I watched the majority of the game, um, and. I mean, look, obviously, as a United fan, it's always nice to see Liverpool not winning. Um, I don't think Liverpool fans are going to be overly concerned given how no, given how they played. The one thing, the one question I would have for you is, okay, you're bringing in a hundred million pound striker in in Darwin Nunez, and you don't start him first game of the season. Yeah. Um. I don't know, just they brought him off the bench in the charity shield, did they? Yeah, brought him off yeah, the bench. They brought him off the bench but like this lad's going to be he's only twenty three years old. He's gonna be there like even if he does move on after he's gonna be there for four or five seasons. Bobby's tried and tested, do you know what I mean? What more what better way to bring on your man than in the last couple of minutes? Like He's still relatively new. He will be a bit raw himself. I seen him up top. Now, I did think he looked very dangerous. I know it might sound stupid. I thought there was certain kind of like aspects of his game that kind of reminded me of the way Torres played. Torres was tall as well. And um, he's kind of big. I know he's not now as big as Haaland, but he's kind of big and dangly. Gets his way in. Just as you think he might have lost the ball, he stretches his leg over and puts, out, puts his arse out and pulls it back in. Do you know? Yeah, he looks uh, awkward nearly. Yeah, he almost does look awkward, but then you see that finish that he had, like that is that was outrageous finish. That like that's kind of like oh, that's raw talent instinct. You know what I mean? That was a serious finish. But do you think do you, like the honest think Liverpool go on? No, go on. Go on what were I was gonna. I was gonna say the obviously the 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 think Liverpool have strengthened this summer given the fact. No, you that see, and I think. I think Liverpool fans would kind of say that themselves. I obviously have a soft spot for Liverpool, but I think Liverpool fans would say themselves like they definitely needed another centre mid, especially after an injury happened there to Thiago. You don't know. I don't know how long that injury is for now or what he's looking to be out for. But you know, he he's a great player. You lose a player of this calibre this early in the season, even if it is out just for a month, it'll take him another two weeks to get back up to match fitness. You know, like. The way the Premier League goes, it would like you have to be keeping neck and neck really there. You can't be between Liverpool and Man City, they can't let one or the other pull ahead by ten or twelve points early on in the season. But um Klopp doesn't ever really seem to go out and just buy all around him, does he? He kind of seems to make do with what he has, and so far, like it's kind of been doing, he brings in his one star or two stars every season, and it kind of seems to do the job for him, doesn't it? Yeah, they are well, always think... kind of I, I think I think it goes back to even even say the old days with and again you know I don't always want to bring Everton back to Manchester United, but the key to Manchester United having so much success over the years was buy when you're strong. 
you know if you can get yeah. you know and it took Klopp three years to to get the squad that he wanted in you know and and to really really have a team that played <clears throat> the way he wanted them to play and once he had that established it's only about adding one or two lads every year you know the right mentality players the right style of players you know and then Klopp will get him in he'll do his usual did, thing with him and say I want I expect this this and this out and if you don't do it then you'll be gone as quick as you come in yeah that's why I wouldn't be worried for Liverpool or anything look you can go to Fulham Fulham is like I'm actually delighted that Fulham are back up just because it's a nice stadium do you know like it's kind of your old school stadium tied to the pitch kind of nice club but um, I wouldn't be overly worried about that if I was any Liverpool fans like they did rattle the crossbar at the end they hit the post was it Luis Diaz hit the post at another time Henderson hit the crossbar at the end uh, I know someone was played through there for Fulham at one stage I think they were 1-0 up and he hit the inside of the post it was very yeah, unlucky right. so like it was kind of there was fine margins there but like I wouldn't be overly worried about that like there's a like it's going to be a long season you know it would have been... do, you think, do you think that midfield given the age that they are are going to last like especially you're you're going to throw a World Cup in the middle of this season now as well and you have I think all of their basically all of their starting centre midfielders are over the edge of 30 yeah that's going to be a big thing now look maybe they'll pull out someone I don't know are they even linked with people now before the end of the season any kind of midfielders um, yeah, you have the likes of Hendo so. who's I know he's the wrong side of 30 now but he has that engine I know you sometimes want more creativity in the centre mid than him and you want horses for courses he can play different types of games I think the key to him would really be t- keeping Thiago fit. I know he's been unlucky with injuries, but yeah, Thiago to me seems to actually play better in the bigger games against the better yeah. sides. Thiago really stands up and is counted in them games, you know. It's just very unlucky yeah. for Liverpool because even if they're fringe players, the likes of Ox and these, they're always picking up injuries. If they could keep all these lads fit, I know Ox isn't going to set a world alight, but you know he'll still do a job somewhere for you. But like Absolutely, the yeah. are like... In relation to Fulham, then Robbie is after putting in a, a message there. Fulham look good, and Mitrovic was savage. And I have a I have a note put down here to talk about Mitrovic. And obviously, you know, he's been with Fulham now twice in the Premier League. And I I I think he's a, I think he's a brilliant player. You know, now look, he's he's not a world class player by any stretch of the imagination, but for a team like Fulham, I think he's absolute gold. Yeah, look, Mitrovic scored 40-odd goals this season. I, he, he was pony when he was in the Premier League last, and the year before he came up to the Premier League, he bagged a load of goals, not near 40, maybe 16, 18 goals in the Championship. So, like, even in my fantasy football team this year, he's like, fuck Mitrovic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, did he prove me. He just looked, like, he's serving. He looks lean. He, what? He looks he's, lean. I, he's, I ser- you, like, he, he's Serbian, isn't he? think so yeah i used to work with a smart serbian fella like absolute mental bastard you know what i mean he goes on that's belgrade i think over there partisan he was a fan of and like i think they're crazy places like he was at he'd go to partisan belgrade and there's some other team belgrade over there he like he was showing me pictures from you know and they'd be going to derby games it's nothing like you've ever seen before like you think yeah yeah you think united liverpool is bad like these jokes like there's so many flares in the stadium you think one of the stands is on fire you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, places yeah. are crazy. So, yeah. like, he has probably that mad streak to him where even that goal, he gave Trent absolutely no hope. But I also thought in, 
I was only talking to lads in Trent about this the other night. It was it looked as if Trent didn't even know that he was coming behind him. Trent wasn't side yeah. on. Trent was facing his own goal. It was like the, he was waiting for the ball to come to knock it out for a little header for a corner. And Watscott just bulldozed in over him. It, to me, it looked as if he didn't even know that Mitrovic was coming behind him. You know what I mean? Like, you give him the benefit of doubt that he didn't know because he didn't actually do anything to prevent him jumping and headering the ball. But it was a great header. He just wanted yeah. to win that ball, didn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Van Dyke, Van Dyke is your Rolls Royce defender. I know Man United fans might say this and that, but look, a lot of it. No, he is. Jealousy, like he's class, and you can't deny that he's a class act. And it shows it that that was the first time since he joined Liverpool that he got was it that someone took the ball around him and he fouled him? First time, right? Yeah, I was reading that somewhere that it was the first time that someone took the ball around him and he actually fouled him since he's joined Liverpool. Like, no, yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable. In fairness, you have to say, and look, like, you know, obviously, United fans and all that, but you'd have to, like, I'd, I'd always hold my hand up and say he's he's probably the best defender in the world, you know what I mean? But yeah, as, as much as it as you'd hate to say it but um but yeah right so spurs i mean spurs had an absolute lightning start in fairness now obviously not within the game because they did go one goal down but you know obviously coming back with a 4-1 win um i i was i was so very impressed by him i have to say i th- i think and i said it even before i suppose the the weekend games happened that i think they'll be I'm not saying they are thereabouts in relation to challenging with Liverpool and, and City because, you know, I think they're still too far ahead. But I think they'll be a lot closer to City and Liverpool than they will be to the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal and United behind them. Yeah, Arsenal could be... If Arsenal hold things together, they could be there thereabouts too. We'll talk about that in a bit. But no, um, yeah, look, Spurs did look good. I thought they were going to... I really thought it was going to just be all Spursy there when they went 1-0 down. But, like, they did get back. They played some nice football. Conte made some nice signings. Well, the oh. one thing... The one player that I, I was so impressed with um the other day for Spurs was Kulishevsky. Now, I know... Was it January they signed him? Um, yeah, I thought that was actually was, only on a loan that they signed him last year. Yeah, well, a lot of it, like... A lot of the... A lot of plaudits over January signings, over last January signings, were going to Diaz for Liverpool. But Kulishevsky actually has better stats. I, I read somewhere that he actually has more goals and assists than Diaz did. Yeah, um, but he doesn't have the swaz. Well, he doesn't have the swaz, and his name no. doesn't really, you no. know, it doesn't it doesn't roll like, off the tongue either. He feel cool as well, like, you know. And he doesn't <laughs> even speak English, which makes him even cooler. Yeah, it makes him sexier. Yeah. But um, I have to say... I I um I was so impressed with him. I thought he was absolute lightning. And like like you, you see Spurs after going out and signing Richarlison. And if you have Kane, Son and Kulishevsky playing the way they played on on Saturday, was it they were playing? Richarlison's not gonna get anywhere near that team. I don't see where I I personally don't see where Richarlison's gonna fit into that team. Spurs are in the Champions League, aren't they? Spurs are in the Champions League, yeah. Yeah, like maybe if Spurs qualify out of the group, he'll play the fourth, fifth game. Do you know, like he'll come on, uh, give extra legs for Harry Kane there in some games. But I can't see where he's going to get regular game time. It's not as if he can play as like high right or high left, unless they try and play him that, you know. But like yeah. I thought he's just kind of an out and out centre forward. Um, but, w- 
but even with I, I think with the signings that they made, you know, like Basuma for twenty five million was a steal. Really was like, you know, I think United missed a trick with that as well. And even your man Jed Spence coming in. Now, nah, don't have that. I think so. Nah. I read up on him. I never heard of him before the championship this year. I seen him crying. He was crying into a yoke. He ran away from the whole team and he was crying into the thing. I seen a lot of things underneath it that like people that Middlesbrough fans and all saying he's doing all this for the camera. He was on loan from Middlesbrough. Couldn't get into the Middlesbrough team. Went on loan to Nottingham Forest. Now, to be fair, started nearly every game for them. Nottingham Forest got promoted. He let, he, his loan was obviously up. Went back to Middlesbrough and then signed. I can't see him even getting into that Spurs team. Now, he's only 20 or 21, so maybe. But like I did see a lot of lads at Middlesbrough, they, fans just on forums and that couldn't believe that Spurs were interested in him. Right, that's him gone out of my fantasy team, so. <laughs> well, he, he, he's going for right wing back, like, and for that position, you already have Matt Doherty, you have Perisic. I know now the manager buying him, he obviously sees something in him, but I don't know what he sees. But surely, Matt, surely Matt Doherty is not going to get into that team. He was absolutely rubbish last year. Matt Doherty played, I'd say, the most games. At, your man Emerson Royale plays right full as well. Yeah. I don't know, like... I don't know. I did have a friend, I think he's listening here, he was brought Perisic into his team for fantasy football and he was got to see that Perisic wasn't starting on Saturday morning. Yeah, which sure I did it as well. I have, we'll get into the fantasy in a few minutes, but I had three players in my fantasy that didn't get a minute. Yeah, but that doesn't surprise uh, me. No, no. So, I'm absolute pants at it. Anyway, yeah, look, I, I think Spurs will be there, thereabouts. Um, this they season, I really do. I think I think they'll be they'll be closer to they'll be closer to the to to the top two than they will to the bottom six. If that oh, yeah, makes no, sense. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And like, ah, look, it's about time Spurs have come alight. They were in the doldrums for a long time. They have a nice, lovely new stadium now. You know. Yeah. Um. And, and you're right. To be fair, Eric Deer got a lovely little header there. Lovely little. Yeah, fit. he did. Eric Dyer. Yeah, great call. In fairness to him, and it was a lovely little ball in at with Son as well, who what? I did have in my fantasy. Let's see what people are saying in the chat here. Um, huge questions to be answered before the end of this window. I I, I don't know. There's a lot of users, or there's a lot of people listening here now, and their usernames are just random. So I don't know your first names. If you can change your usernames, guys. I'll be able to uh, read out your names as well. Uh, someone asked, will Ronnie stay? I think he will, just for the fact that I don't see anyone coming in and having the money to to sign him, really, you know. And I think, you know, if he does go out, I, I, I would be completely against him going out on loan because it just means Manchester United are going to be paying 500 grand a week not to have his services, you know. So, um and someone asked him as well, will Dion come? I'm still positive on Dion, to be honest. I think eventually he will. I, I, I think this Saturday is the is basically the deadline. The 13th of, of August is the deadline for Barcelona to have their players registered with La Liga. So it's going to have to be sorted before then, you know. And if it isn't, he'll, you know, if he's not registered with La Liga, it's pretty clear he'll be leaving. But if he is, then it's going to be at the expense of someone like Lewandowski or, or one of their new signs, which I don't think is going to happen either. And just um, going down Barcelona, what's it called? What's the other striker, Depay? He surely is Depay. on the see. Well, they're, I think they're open to even letting him go on a free now at this stage just to get him off the books. Like, but he said he is it? open. I, I, I don't know what... I, I like. What Barcelona are doing over there this summer is absolutely criminal. I, I would, don't... You take, would you take the, Would you take the play at United? I would. I'd take I, him back, I yeah. I would. I would if I was United. 
Yeah, I would. I, I'd, I'd certainly take him back. I'd done a TikTok on it a couple of weeks ago when we were first linked with him. And, you know, I right, I think if Rashford is 100% on his game, which I can't see happening, and Sancho is 100% on his game, then maybe he doesn't get in and he'd be a squad player. But I certainly, given how, given how I suppose, Tin United are in the front line at the moment, I, I'd definitely take him. Um, Just a quick one there, Bazuna, so- even though he shipped four goals the other day, I was actually impressed with him. He pulled off a good few saves. That's a yeah. great thing. Seen a lad like that from Ireland. He was playing with Shamrock Rovers. I seen Open Tallis Stadium maybe four years ago. He was only 16, chose to stay in Ireland, do his leaving cert, and st- still got the move to City. Got Portsmouth player this season last year. Yeah. So, great to see young Irish. Ireland. That is. Uh, now Ireland have two starting keepers in the Premier League. And uh, then they have the third there with Liverpool. Yeah, uh, Kelleher, isn't it? Who seems to be sought after as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone has asked me here in the chat, am I signing for the Warren this year? Absolutely not. I'm retired. Um, <laughs> and Robbie says, Perisic is in both my teams and Sessegnon started uh, ahead of him and got a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone is slagging you, Ricey, for saying Eric Deer rather than Eric Dyer. Um, so yeah, say so that could be bash. <laughs> Probably is bash. Anyway, on to let's move on to City. Um, we didn't speak about City yet, I don't think. But oh, there's only one person to talk about when it comes to City, and that's Haaland. Like, I I'm going to put it out there now. I think he's easily going to get 30 goals this season. He's like, I think it, it, watching the City and and West Ham game. It reminded me an awful lot of that season when Conte was over Chelsea, when basically all it was was assist by Fabregas, goal by Costa, assist by Fabregas, goal by Costa. I have a feeling it's going to be the Bryna with the assist, Haaland with the goal all season. Yeah, it's like, geez, he did look, he did look very good, didn't he? He was like, I didn't put my hand up, didn't put me in my fantasy team. I thought Kane would have been the one to go at the first weekend. Yeah. But he proved me wrong. He even that second goal, the first goal did so well for the penalty. Got there, got taken down Stonewall penalty and um slotted away. Second goal he scored. Lovely ball through. But like he's going in full flight, but he actually like he just looks like he's gliding. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't even look like he's busting himself, but he's his legs. He's striding past players. Yeah, it's oh. just it's like it's not a fair fight. Like he's like he's just he's he's gliding along and just no one can catch him. Yeah. Like he didn't even for his for his second goal, he didn't even take a touch. You know, he was just he was so far ahead he, with his stride that he allowed he allowed himself to open his body and just he slot away. His like. body and he was telling the keeper, "I ain't going yeah. in that corner." And the keeper couldn't do anything. Look, it was it was a great finish, and it's going to be a great asset for City. City just have so many options. Like they've another. I personally like John Stones a lot. John Stones is a fan, a favorite of mine. I like how he dances. I like his hair, and <laughs> but John Stones isn't in the team. He's probably arguably one of England's best centre halves. They've Ake there, who was non-existent over the last two years just playing games now Kyle Walker there you know Dave Cancelo and all these lads can be rotated out for other lads that can be easily brought in they brought in this Alvarez is that his name up front Alvarez yep. never heard of him before the season but geez he got a nice goal in that Community Shield final 
and he's came from River Plate or somewhere. I think. I think he was highly regarded over there. You know, it all was. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of teams looking for him throughout Europe as well. I think even United were looking for him. So. Um, yeah, Chelsea, sorry, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea, just try and sign everybody that's anybody that someone else is linked to it, you know. Yeah, well, getting on to Chelsea then as well. Obviously, I actually watched the Chelsea game as well in full, and I mean Chelsea were absolute rubbish. I thought, yeah. I thought they were they were lucky to get away, even with the win. Obviously, it was a penalty, and like against a very poor Everton side, and you know, I I, I just think, and I have it down in my notes here as well. Do Chelsea need a number nine? I think they're so desperate to get number nine. You know, obviously Sterling is after coming in, and I think it's a very good signing, but I don't think that gives them enough up front really to get goals. Yeah, but I think I think with the style of play he plays, does he actually play a number nine or is it more of a false nine? Like, is he playing somewhere, someone up top there? Like, I know you can always suit someone in, but is he playing with like? Well, I think his idea originally was player. to do that. What? Yeah, his his, his I think his, his his idea originally was to do that, and that's why he bought Lukaku. But I'd say the club bought Lukaku, to be honest. Yeah, but... You know, I'd say I, I'd say the manager thought, like, yeah, like, Lukaku come back grand, but I'd say it was a thing out of the club. I thought when Lukaku was come back, I thought he was going to rip it asunder, man. I thought he was going to rip it asunder. He was absolutely as bad as he was the first time at Manchester United, you know? Yeah, I don't know what what it is with him. Now, I think, obviously, the comments that he came out with, you know, after about a month and a half of being with Chelsea about loving to eventually wanting to go back That's to Inter Milan and all that, obviously didn't help, you know. Yeah, absolute, you know, stupid. But the one, the one thing I find with Chelsea, and with Tuchel especially, I find her a one-trick pony. Like, he never, ever changes his formation, ever. You know, he plays three at the back, two wing-backs every single game. Never, ever changes it. And I think it's too easy to read. I think the likes of Guardiola and Klopp, the top, you know, the top coaches, you know, I think haven't figured out already. Yeah. Like, geez, he, like, Koulibaly was a great signing. Like, would have been a great signing two years ago. Probably still is. I'm not criticising him, but, you know, he's our big, blocky centre-half. It's going to be part of a tree now. Look, Chelsea have still so much potential there, but just something inside it feels like it's very wrong to me, you know? Like, I don't think yeah. they have a great season. But look, I could eat my words there. I just don't think for some reason. Like, they've Reese James and Chilwell, two of the best fullbacks in the league. They brought this, how, how do you say, Cucurella, is it? Cucurella, yeah. yeah like, and, and they have your man Emerson too. And I know your man Alonso now is supposedly on his way to Barcelona. They have loads of centre-halves. They have, like... They've Cooley Bali. This kept on. Um, Aspilicueta signed a new two-year contract. I think. Yeah, and that's right. They have your man, them young lads, Sar. Who? I just, well, I just, I worry for him in the defense. In the, in relation, right? You have Cooley Bali. Right? Okay, he's only thirty-one, but he's a big, stocky chap yeah, alongside yeah. the likes of Silva. I mean, you know, obviously, if Cucurella is going to come in there and play as the third one, you know, he's the only one with really with with decent pace out of the three of them. You know, yeah, so I, I think I've heard things about Cooley Valley over all the years and how class he is. And I probably would have said myself he was class without even seeing him, really. Do you know, just yeah, I'd he's been linked really, with English clubs for the last yeah, seven years. Yeah, never ever really watch Italian football. Um, but look, 
he he had a decent debut. Look, we'll see how he goes on. I think like the winning of anything for them is the likes of Reese James and these wing backs. You know, like you see Liverpool's wing backs, Man City's wing backs, Chelsea's wing backs. Like they provide so much weight, so much attacking, like options, options, and teams that don't have that really suffer from that. Like they attack so high. Me and three of the lads went over last year, and we just. We watched. We went to Liverpool West Ham. It wasn't the best game, but it was in Anfield. Great atmosphere, great day out all around. But it was actually so weird watching the match and see how high Robertson and Trent actually play up the pitch. Like at the best of times, it was only the two centre halves, like maybe on their halfway line or maybe slightly inside their own half, and maybe the six sitting in front of them. You know, but like the lads. And they got caught once or twice, but the centre halves are so good they were able to kind of deal with it. Uh, a few diags were played into the corner where Trent wasn't because they'd stay up the pitch so much. Like they're yeah, essentially the opposition's fullbacks. Yeah, uh, I couldn't believe now actually just witnessing witnessing it firsthand like that how far they actually stayed up the pitch. Yeah, if you were playing centre back there now, you'd be absolutely cacking yourself. Getting I'd be back, telling get them, I'd be, I'd be telling them, you're fucking defenders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get rid of that ball. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it all before, mate. Oh. <laughs> right, look, finally, look, with a couple of minutes to go, um, let's talk fantasy. How did you get on? Fantasy. I'm in a few different fantasies now. Me and the boys did a thing there a few years ago. We started this fantasy draft, which is very good crack. Only we have cheaters, you know. How lads, who, explain. Uh, lads, they like to merge their teams together and things like this. You know, it only gets on when it gets to the business end of the season. Essentially, the draft is if you eight of us do it and you set up a time what time you're going to do the draft at. So say you pick t- 8 o'clock on a Thursday before the Premier League starts. So at 8 o'clock on the Thursday, you all sign into the group uh, on Fantasy Premier League. And next minute, bang, the second 8 o'clock hits, one of us gets the first pick. I got the last pick this time. Uh, and we done two. I got the first pick another time. But if you're the first pick, you pick one player. Once that player is picked, he can't be picked again. So whoever goes first picks either... like. First is going to probably be Salah, then Haaland, Kane, De Bruyne, people like this, you know. So when it gets yeah. down to eight, eight has two picks and then it goes back down the way. So the teams are fairly level loaded, but like just goes on throughout the year. Then you can transfer players between each other and all, you know. But kind right, of goes, yeah. goes a bit pony when lads start transferring players to lads... You know, it's very suspicious transactions. Oh, so, so what are like our lads texting each other saying, transfer me that this player and that player? Oh, yeah, a lot of that going on. A lot of that going on. Say that's probably going on already, you know. <laughs> and how, how did you get on points wise? Points wise, and that points and that would be a lot lower. I think I got around 45 points in that. But on the overall one, I think I got 64 points. That's good um, going, man. Yeah, the main your thing, team there. The main thing about it was. Um, one sec. You you give me your team there first while I'm getting up mine. Yeah. So I had a terrible week. I had 37 points is all I had, which was absolute cack. I had Martinez in goal for Aston Villa against Bournemouth, you know, so I was thinking, right, lovely, clean sheet here. No, he got me one point. I had Trent in, obviously, I say a lot of people have Trent there, so I only got a point off of him. 
I had Cucurella, who only came on for the last 10 minutes. Terrible. Got a yellow time. card. Terrible. Got a yellow card. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 62 and a half million. Scandalous. Oh, I had, I actually... <laughs> I actually started Jed Spence from Spurs. Uh, <laughs> Jed think, Spence. Thinking he, yeah, thinking he was going to come in. He he didn't play. Or did, did he come on? I think he came on with like 60 seconds to go. So got zero for him. And then Cresswell, I was playing three at the back. So then Cresswell was substituted in for Spence because he had one point, obviously, playing against City. I went five across the middle. Now, I was thinking this is a good midfield. Sancho, Luis Diaz, Son, Bailey from Villa and Mason Mount, which I thought was I was thinking right. This is a this is a a good midfield here. Sancho got me two. Diaz got me two. Son got me ten. I had him as captain. Uh, Bailey got me two, and Mount got me three. And then up front, I had obviously I had Jesus. He got me two points, and I had Haaland as vice captain. He got me thirteen, so I had thirty-seven in total. Yeah, I'm playing you next week in the Rice Cup and I'm home to ask smash you. But um, no, we'll go with my team here. I went with the old Mike Bassett, 4-4 four, four, fucking 2. Went with <laughs> Ederson in the goals, uh, Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold, James and Trippier. They all got 7 bar Alexander-Arnold. Uh, Salah, captain in midfield, got the 24 as skip. Mount, Neto, Bailey, all of them were shy. I don't know. Like, they're very similar teams all around. I was looking at some of the boys' teams, and we might have six or seven of the same players, you know. But that'll all peter out in a while. Then I had Jesus and Kane up top. I was lucky enough with Kane, though. I transferred out Kane straight after the Man City match for Haaland. And Kane is after dropping point one, and Haaland's after going up point one now. So there's two point two in the difference. So did you get in before that change was made? Yeah, I got in before that change was made. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Are you bringing in anyone next week? Well, I don't. You probably don't want to tell me, but no. But that's oh, my transfer. That's, yeah, that's my transfer oh. done already. You know, I don't think right, I'll be going yeah, minus yeah. anything this week. Like I was, I was reading up on it, and I was thinking sometimes I go minus eight and all this. <coughs> Do you know when you're, excuse me, when you're midway through the season, but like really if you do go minus a player, you have to, like that player really has to be scoring or doing something to yeah, to to actually justify that, you know. Yeah, right. Before we finish up, Ricey, give me your bottom three. Who's going to get relegated and give me your top six? Ooh. Right. Top six. Want to go, no, give me give me relegation first. Right, relegation first. Right, one second. I just went to the laptop here and look yeah, up the league. Go just first. For a second. Yeah, go first. The promoted teams were Bournemouth, Fulham, and Nottingham Forest. If that makes it any easier, as much like I would love. I was delighted to see Nottingham Forest came up. I seen you did a program on Nottingham Forest made good signings or something like that. I don't think they did. Nottingham Forest signed like 11 players, but lost 10 players from last year because they had so many lads on loan. They're, they came up and their number one keeper from last year put in a transfer request. I know they got Dean Henderson, who was probably better, you know. But some lad, yeah. some African geezer, I think they said that he was kind of shitting his pants maybe going into Premier League and he'd be found out. So he went back to France to like Mets or Nantes or something like this. But well, um, in the Premier League, say to go down, I'd say, look, Forest. I don't think I don't want them to go down, but I think they'll go down. 
Um, Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, has to look likely that Bournemouth go down. I know they got. No, I do. I do think Scott Parker is a very good manager slash coach. He is very good slash coach, but look, fuck it. Bournemouth are a rotten club anyway. Twelve thousand seater stadium. Like fuck them, they can go back down. Um, and then I don't know. I'm going to get Ben Fulham the benefit of doubt and stay up. Um, Leeds. No, I'm going to give Leeds the benefit of doubt. I'll go Palace, right? Look, wildcard Palace. Ooh, Palace. Yeah, look, I'm Patrick going to Vieira doing bits there. No, he's not. You see me, swole as fuck, eating mass gainer. <laughs> he is fat as fuck. Right, go on. Go on, give me your top six then. You start with six. Six to one. Sixth, I will go with... Oh... Six, I'll go with Manchester United in sixth. I'll go yeah. with Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, City, Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool with the win. Liverpool with the W. Interesting, yeah. I went, now obviously... And wait, know. sorry, mind this. I am saying United are getting into sixth at a scrape. Okay. You right. know, I, I don't even know if United will get top six. Right, okay. Interesting. It's good to know, considering you're on the United Community Podcast, but... Uh, <laughs> Just trying like to ruffle a few like, feathers. I've only messed up like, like your honesty. It will get in at six. Well, do you know what we'll do? We'll do it again. We'll we'll give predictions again once the once the transfer window closes because obviously there's business to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot yeah. of the teams are, are going to be doing business between now and the end of the season anyway. Look, Ricey, I I appreciate it. it's been great. Any comments coming in here? Uh, predictions for the season, Last Robbie. Yeah, we just went through them, and then I think it was Bash said Jack is a bandit playing off of a handicap of fourteen. I'll have you know I'm down to twelve, Bash. Down to 12, bye. Do your top um, six. Top six, come on. I'm not letting you go with my this. My top six. Oh, yeah. So my top six were I have Arsenal in sixth. I'm not convinced by him. I'm not convinced yeah. by their manager either. I think he's crap. Uh, I'm going with, I, I'm going to go with... Do I let, Do I give you my head or my heart here? No, go 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 with your head there, you know. Just go whatever right, you think. My head. Yeah, my, want my, United my, to do better. Yeah, right. It, it, obviously, with my heart, I would be putting United in fourth, but I'm going to put them in fifth with my head. And yes. then I'm going to go Chelsea in fourth. I'm going to go Spurs in third. I'm going to go Liverpool in second. And I'm going to go City in first. Now, yeah. I think if United Look, you're, get, probably, you're probably bang on right with that going with your head. That is a fucking big head. That is a big head. It is, but it's not as big as your nose. Slab. <laughs> Lab, so look, no, but I think if United do make some signings before the end of the window, you know, if we can get the likes of Diang over the line, if we can get the likes of, you know, I think Anthony is pretty, pretty much done and dusted. But if we can get some more attacking options in, I see that young young Seshko is now basically going to Leipzig, so that's off the cards for United as well. Yeah, that's we do he's going from signings. one. He's going from one Red Bull team to another, isn't he? Yeah. Exactly. So they're just they're just keeping them within the yeah. within the four walls, really. Like you know what I mean. Um, but look, no, it's been great, Ricey. I really appreciate it, man. Um, if uh, anyone is looking to maybe get in contact with me or anything like that in relation to any of the, you know, any of the social media that we do, you can get 
DM me on Instagram or United Community Channel. We're uh, on YouTube, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Make sure you go and follow us. Uh, give a like on this podcast as well if you haven't already done so. Anyone who's listening back to it later, if you're listening on Spotify, please give us a five-star rating as well. Uh, and like and share and subscribe wherever you're listening. Ricey, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining in. Um, hopefully we'll get you back on again. Soon to be on. Jack is soon to be on. United Community Channel Only Fans. <laughs> right, let's leave it at that. Ricey, I appreciate it, man. Sound. Thanks, for, thanks everyone for watching and listening, guys. Uh, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care.